Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is from Eccentric Molecules. It's Molecule 01 plus Iris, which is part of their new M plus line. I think the other two in that line are Molecule 01 plus Patchouli and Molecule 01 plus Mandarin, I believe. Yeah, Mandarin. I, you guys know, I mean, I don't have to say it, but you know I love anything Oris Iris. And I actually just recently placed an order with Lucky Scent which, spoiler alert, they are my perfume juice of the day. I placed an order for like 12 different scents that I wanted to try, and this one really rose to the top. It reminds me of the same kind of, I don't, okay, so it's weird. On Fragrantica, it lists the notes as being Isoe Super and Oris. However, the perfumer says that it is an iris note. Whatever it is, it is creamy and powdery and makeup-y and sweet in a non-gourmand way, just sweet in like that perfect, cozy, warm, soothing hug. The fragrance that this most reminds me of that's already in my collection is Montal Iris So Intense. The way that I would describe this M plus iris fragrance would be somewhere in between Molecule 01, Fleur de Peau by Diptyque, and Montal Iris So Intense. It's just somewhere in the middle, totally a skin scent. If you want to project, if you want compliments, I don't know that I would choose this one. However, if you just want to be comforted throughout the day and occasionally get a whiff of yourself, oh my God, this. I would wear this to bed. Someone actually asked me on TikTok the other day, what is the scent that I would say is like for the ultimate like casual, effortless, but like also glam at the same time person. And I feel like it's Molecule 01 plus Iris. Are you ready for your perfume juice of the day? Today's perfume juice is on none other than Lucky Scent. And the reason you don't hear me talk about them that much is because I can't deal with those goddamn flacons. Is it flacons, 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 whatever. The dabbers, the little test bottles, you know what I'm talking about. I like an atomizer through and through. I like to spray. That's how I like to experience perfume. And I have found in the past that sometimes when I've gotten something in a dabber, I really have not been able to experience what it actually smells like. I finally go to a store and I try the atomizer and it's like an entirely different fragrance. So for that reason, I have avoided ordering from Lucky Scent, but they are amazing because they have so many fragrances that are exclusively sold in the U.S. through them. And for that, you got to respect them. The other thing I love about Lucky Scent is I just placed an order. They put a little room for like leave a note if you want us to throw in specific samples. So I was just like anything Aura, Sweetie, Lactonic, that's the key to my heart. I would love to try anything you recommend. And they threw in so many good recommendations. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I will just touch on one that I absolutely adored, which is Hilde Soliani's Hot Milk. Yeah, we'll talk about hot milk another time. Um, I just want to say hot milk, hot milk, hot milk. Now that I've made you guys all nice and uncomfortable. Let's move on to our guest of the day. Uh, She is so amazing. Needs no introduction. Today we are joined by base note bitch herself, Liz Renstrom. Liz is the senior photo editor at The New Yorker. She is a photographer and her photography tells stories. You can find her work in Time Magazine, The New Yorker, obviously, Instagram, Vice, New York Times, Nylon, Refinery29, I could go on, 
But most importantly, she takes her love, passion, and photography skills and combines them with her alter ego, Base Note Bitch, to create what I have found to be one of the most addicting Instagram accounts I have ever happened upon. Liz creates these amazing, hilarious, nostalgic, hashtag 90s aesthetic setups and settings with imagery of your favorite perfumes from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And she sets the entire scene for who the type of person is that would use the fragrance and what else would be in their room at the exact time. We're talking blockbuster cards, Abercrombie and Fitch bags, the original Cosmo Girl magazines from back in the day. Whether you loved Victoria's Secret Pear Glacé, Bath and Body Works, Sun Ripened Raspberry, perhaps Tommy Girl, Javon White Musk, Victoria's Secret Love Spell, or maybe even the classic Guerlain Chalamar, her imagery conjures up a time, a place, and a person. In this episode, we honestly cover so much ground. You will probably feel like a fly on the wall of two friends hanging out because that is truly what we did. Liz came over to my apartment with a true suitcase of fragrances. On my end, I took out like 30 fragrances from my wardrobe. We sprawled them across the table and for an hour and a half, we just smelled. And I will say that when we finally finished the episode... Liz and I were like, should we just open a bottle of wine? And then we hung out for like another two hours and just smelled even more fragrances. So when I tell you that we were genuinely having the time of our lives, you can just hear it in the episode. We also talk about what actually makes a fragrance a sex fragrance, including but not limited to dabbing. If you don't know what that is, you are in for a treat. I smell Liz's favorite perfumes and give my first impressions. She smells mine and gives hers. And perhaps most memorably, we smell a Tatlib secretion magnifique and we don't hold back. Without any further ado, here is Liz. Liz, welcome to the <laughs> perfume room. It is so great to have you on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. It's always nice to talk to a perfume obsessive because I don't have a lot in my life. Well, ever since we connected, we've been DMing each other um, weird obsessions, photos, responding to stories. So it's like, I feel like I've met a kindred spirit in you and um, it's a beautiful thing. Honestly, when you meet a perfume obsessive, it is a series of that. It's like, oh, did you like get the latest Oris drop? Did you get the sandalwood? Like, yeah. do you like the, and um, yeah, it's, it's weird because I feel like obviously perfume isn't a visual thing. So it's hard to identify often like, when somebody is a nerd in that way, um, unless you smell a fragrance you know is kind of specific <laughs> on that right. person. If someone's so. wearing something on the street and you're like, oh, that's a fellow fragrance lover because you are wearing this yada, yada, yada. Yes. Although I've recently been experiencing something where I know I'm smelling something that is a niche fragrance and I can't place it. And then I'm too embarrassed because I'm like, I, I know fragrances and I'll smell someone walk by and I'm like, they are wearing something. They're wearing something that I know, but I can't place what they're wearing. And then that's the end of our interaction. <gasps> Do you ever just kind of like throw it out there just to start a conversation? Like, have you ever gone up to somebody and been like, I noticed the trail. Like, well, what is it that you are wearing? That's kind of what got me down this rabbit hole was December of 2019. <laughs> I, love uh, I was in Friends and Lovers in Crown Heights. Oh my God. I was at the bar and this group of girls walked by and I smelled one of them and I was like, this is the best smell I've ever smelled. 
to this day, as someone who has smelled hundreds and hundreds of fragrances mm-hmm. since that moment, have not placed that fragrance. Oh, no. I said, I was like, I'm sorry, I know this is weird, but like one of you is wearing something that smells amazing. Like, what are you wearing? And they just like kind of laughed and like walked away. And then <gasps> I was like, so then basically that started this whole thing. I was like, I'll find it myself. I know perfume. Maybe this is one I don't know. To this day, have not smelled the perfume and been like, that is the one. Oh my God. Yeah. I cannot wait until that. When you have a fragrance breakthrough like that, there is nothing like it when you have like solve that mystery. That is so funny. I, I've i only done it a couple of times on the streets of New York City, and I always think it's going to be something like an indie niche scent when I smell somebody wear something amazing. And but, they're like, flower bomb. Yeah, flower bomb. Or like, uh, this woman was wearing something that I thought was like, uh, I mean, and these are all great scents anyways. They're just like, not what I would expect the answers to be. Right. But uh, I met a woman who wore Happy by Clinique, like, mm-hmm the best I've ever smelled it because when I like wear it, I like smell like sporty spice. Um, yeah, it's been like that or, um, somebody, uh, was wearing a body spray that really projected. It was like one from Bath and Body Works, but mm-hmm. not, uh, it had Noel in the title. It was like a, mm. a seasonal holiday fragrance. And I was like, this smells like, I don't know, like Nishani Ani kind right, of like, right. but it was, uh, like very dank Bath and Body Works projecting beast mode fragrance. So those have been the answers. At the beginning of my niche fragrance journey, I definitely like took that snobby path and it took me a while to accept that I really love gourmands and that I went down that mm-hmm. path so much. Like yeah. I feel like when you're I mean I I know you've been into perfume for a long time mm-hmm. and I have peripherally, but I didn't really start like obsessively reading like reviews and you know, just wanting to order samples to see how different perfumers interpret like iris until the past two years. So I feel like I've been through a lot of extremes in my taste and I always forget my tastes change like it's crazy every three to five months and I could be obsessed with like a note type and then a couple months later just be eh. (laughs) I feel like perfume is like a vortex. It's like you smell one note and then you all of a sudden just like get into (laughs) another one and yeah. Yeah. Okay well with that said as we've gone down this vortex (laughs) I always start the except I don't because recently I've been forgetting to do it because I just get so engrossed in conversation with the following three questions. What are you wearing? Do you have a signature scent? And what is your fragrance hot take? Oh, okay. I've been thinking about this. I do not have a signature scent because I'm always smelling stuff, but I definitely have perfumes of the moment. Mm -hmm. And one I recently got for the colder weather is Lune Feline by Atelier. This or I've never uh, I've heard of this brand I've never smelled it before it's gorgeous though there's like gold leaf in there I know and I was like I'm not gonna be like pulled in by the gold leaf I'm not and then I was but it's also like smells really good may I it's, smell it oh yes it's like a very cardamom forward vanilla Ooh. um oh gorgeous and in the opening it it almost has like a sticky tar resinous start to it but then it settles down so beautifully is and that what you're wearing right now yeah it's very cozy. I, I, You have to wait for the dry down for sure on it because when I first smelled it, I was like, it's giving me like... I'm writing this down. Dinosaur, like tar vibes, but yeah. then it's sweet, <laughs> um, but it settles very nicely. So that's like, that's what I'm wearing in between like my other like Benzoin and, you mm-hmm. know, fall favorites. Um, and then, oh my gosh, I already forgot because I'm so obsessed with like 
my pile of fall favorites. These are your fall favorites? Yes. So oh, yeah. have you smelled Commodity Velvet or Maison Margiela by the fireplace? I have. And actually... This um, reminds me of that. I think that the vanilla that is used in by the fireplace is somewhere in this composition, too. Like, mm-hmm. there's some similarities, definitely. I love this. This is, like, smoky vanilla. Have you ever been... I don't know why this is the image that popped into my head. I've literally been here once. But have you ever been to the Marlton Hotel lobby in, it's in, I think it's in the West Village. <gasps> oh, yes. That was a Parsons dorm, too. Yeah. I only know because, like, some of my friends live there. It's, like, really bougie. has this, like, fireplace yes. lobby. I went there once for Valentine's Day, and, like, Atelier des Ors, Lune Feline, smells like Just the like Marlton that. Hotel lobby. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad Actually, I'm I don't even know if that. that's what it smells like, but, like, that's the energy of the hotel lobby. Yeah, it's cozy. It smells like a bohemian library. I that's, love like, it. my vibe for fall. I, okay. like... Also, Benjoin Bohem by Diptyque is like very similar. I haven't smelled this one either. You must. <laughs> this is that, so fun for me. This one is like a dusty Benzoin fragrance, and I I don't care about this, but it is like definitely like a compliment getter. Like it is like a stopper because it does leave a trail. Ooh. Um, it's soft on paper, but let me tell you, it's a real stinker. It's like an elevator stinker. You have impeccable taste. I am loving. I'm writing these all down so that I like don't forget. You're leaving here with samples too, by the way. Yes. This is a two-sided <laughs> street. That is gorgeous. That is there's something in here that smells maybe I think that a lot of times benzoin, benzoin, am I saying it right? Benzoin? I say like benzoin, but I'm sure it's like, there's probably like some kind of elevated way. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) There's sometimes I find that benzoin in fragrances has a sort of, not endolic, but there's something Mm. that's a little peepee-ish. Yes. That I don't get about this one that I'm really enjoying. Yes. it's. I mean, Diptyque is so good at making, I feel like sometimes difficult notes for other people, very chic and wearable. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's why I've smelled so much niche, but I, I do always go back to Diptyque because their stuff is so wearable. Um, you have great, perfect. I love these bottles. They're so good. I mean, I am a, I love a bottle. I mean, I brought some pretty bottles. Yeah. I try not to be like pulled in by the bottle. But you, ca- but you, you can't help it. I mean, also you are because this is gorgeous. I'm- and then this one has gold flex, fleet flex. Yeah. Is that the word? Fleck? That I, didn't sound right when I said it. A gold it's like, flex. It's like some flex. <laughs> yeah, it's got some flex. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gorgeous. very visual. I'm, I'm a photographer, so I, right. I feel like that is a huge part of what initially draws me. I've been burned mm-hmm. in the past, but these are all pleasant surprises in terms of beauty matching up with the juice. So. Yeah. Wow. Love um, it. What is the second question? <laughs> oh, so signature scent. What are you currently wearing? You're oh. wearing Lune Feline, yes, right? Yes, yes. Which, when you walked in, I noticed you had a beautiful sillage. So that explains that. Um, yeah, for everyone listening, the best way I could describe it is if you have smelled Commodity Velvet, mm. if you've smelled by the fireplace, it's a similar essence. Definitely different. I think... I don't know. I could like I could pull out velvet. We could compare it side by side. But I would, I've never smelled any commodity, so I'd oh. love to. And I know that you're really into that line. There you go. And I'm ooh, oh thank you. I thought that they had closed, but I realized they re like they just reopened. But they did this weird. I haven't tried their fragrances yet, but basically, I'm actually really curious to smell them mm. side by side. Do you find that they're similar? I do. This one does. This one have any like fruity notes in it? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Because this is, there's a there's a similar DNA. Mm-hmm. It's like they're related, but they're very different. Maybe Lune Feline is 
as it opens up, it gets a little bit more yeah. smoky. This one, I think, has a lot of nutty notes in mm-hmm. it. Like, I think there's, like, chestnut, mm-hmm. um, like, a, some sort of smoky accord. I don't know. But it changes a little bit as you hear. Yeah, I definitely want to smell how it develops because Woundfeline is definitely just a blast of, like, smoke. <laughs> I feel like it develops Spice. into that at, like, a, mm. you know? Like, it's getting a little more smoky. Oh, commodity. Okay. No. So, commodity just relaunched, and basically, I feel like... Whoever was their perfumer, creative director, or fragrance developer, or whatever, like couldn't pick which mod they wanted to go with because what it is is like velvet one, velvet two, mm. velvet three, and it's like this is our lighter one, this is our woodier one, oh my God. this is our spicier one, and so I think to like an untrained eye, you're like that's so cool, it can be velvet however I want, but I'm kind of like they couldn't figure out which one the consumer wanted, so yeah. they went with their top three mods. That's so interesting. Okay, I didn't when on, upon first glance at their website, I was like. Oh my God, they're not in a bad way, but they're like the Starbucks of like fragrance. They're rebranding like eau de toilette and parfum. I right. thought it was concentrations. Oh. I didn't realize it was mods. That's so. Well, I don't know exactly what it is. Oh. I haven't experienced it yet, but the way that I've seen it marketed is like, this is going to be your spicy one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, it might even be hmm. concentrations. I'm not Interesting. even, I'm not even sure. I got to sniff through. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I've been thinking about my fragrance hot take and I don't want to be mean. So I think. <laughs> The, the fragrance uptake that I will speak to is just more general, but I I personally am looking forward to the second wave of like maximalism and perfume. Okay. I mean, I thought I loved a good skin scent, but I personally am one of those people that's like, I want people to really, when I like walk by them, I want to be noticed. Mm-hmm. And I find like my taste kind of uh, reflects that in that I like very flashy kind of amber heavier blends and yeah. I know that um the U.S. market isn't as used to those kind of combinations but I feel like it's sneaking in a little bit it, it totally uh, is and I think that um especially after this year where we've all had to kind of overspray to be like detected right. I feel like I feel like it's gonna come back I don't know if it's gonna be an 80s situation but I'm looking forward to something deeper you know, I fully 100% agree. And I also think it's something that as someone who's into fragrance, you can't, it's like, it's almost like if you, the first time you color your hair, mm-hmm. you probably ask for something subtle. Then all of a yeah. sudden you're like, why am I paying for it if I'm not going to see it? And I feel like it's like the, it's, it's sort of like the evolution of fragrance. It's like, well, I don't want anything that's going to like stink up a room. And then all of a sudden you're like, what am I wearing if not to stink up a room, yeah. you know? Yeah. And have you, as we're talking, I'm wondering, have you ever tried Atelier Cafe Tuberosa? No, I haven't. I'm I've heard, okay. I, I know it's like a uh, fragrance that. urban legend. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I've been wanting to smell. Is that one discontinued? It is. Yeah. What the Hello Kitty? I know. I feel like it's such a, when I think of Atelier, I think of that fragrance. Like, um, go for it. Okay. I feel like, I oh. think you're going to love it. This is history. And if in you the don't, then folks. you know. It's okay. Okay. Oh my God. But this is one of my favorite, just like so different, fun. It's probably like $400 on eBay. I, it <laughs> honestly, just it just like skyrocketed up. Oh, that is so beautiful. Do you like it? Yes, I do. I feel it's like it's like totally in line where you want like something stand out with like an ambery base, but yeah. it's also just like, mm. it's really different. It is really different. Okay. Wow. I sort of off the bat and do not take my word for this. This is just me like smelling it for the first time. It smells like, uh, 
a very like syrupy grape soda e coffee kind of vibe and it's, it's so, so interesting wow okay, yeah well, that's interesting you say that because tuberos is a note that sometimes people describe as smelling grapey mm-hmm. and then there's obviously these like coffee and cacao notes in there so what you're smelling is like actually a way that it's people talk about it all the time oh it's so nice yeah I um I'm I was beginning my white floral journey in the summertime and now that it's a little cooler, I'm like, I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> but this only, is like a fall, wintry it's, tuberose. Yeah, it's definitely like more gourmand than the ones that I... I thought I was going to be really... In, I love the idea of a sunscreen fragrance, and I know you've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but in wearing, it's just not me. Yeah. Um, and I went through so many like white floral, kind of more sunscreen vibes for summer. Um, but this, this is a good combo. Have you smelled um, Cairo? No, I haven't. I know I'm, you haven't okay, too. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm I shouldn't. No, be- I have like a whole agenda, but I'm also just like talking to a fellow fragrance lover. And okay, well, while we're doing okay. this, because my I bad, for, but that's I'm my- like, I forget that we're just like recording a podcast at the same time and not smelling a hundred cents for everybody listening. Um, I have set up the table in my apartment with all of my fragrances that I want Liz to wear. Liz packed a suitcase of fragrances, and I think mm. it's a great segue to talk about. Your project. Which one did you just spray? <laughs> I sprayed Cairo. It's what do so you good. think? It's so great, isn't it? Yeah. I I feel like I've smelled similar compositions before, but this is so it's good. Slightly di- it's like, yeah. yes, the DNA has been in other things, but the way Cairo does it, I just feel like it's, ugh, it's mm. so great. Is there saffron in this? There is saffron okay. in that. Okay. It's oh, so beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Fun time. Um, and I also brought this one if you want to smell Jasmine Angelique, which is also. I definitely do. It's like a green jasmine with. Okay, just smell it and then okay. we'll keep talking. Sorry. That's Sorry. the last one. What beautiful. What I love about this one weight. is that it's like a green floral, but it's grounded in these really nice incense notes. Mm-hmm. And feel free to go heavy on the spray, like this by is my all favorite means. Incense. Um, for a future okay. week. <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll get Sorry. to it. We'll get to it. I know we're on a- Oh my God, that's beautiful. Right? I tell you. Okay, I. Atelier is really underrated. People only think they make soft citrus colognes. I did. I thought like they were like the, I know they have one that's like the clementine one, right? Right, which is like so underwhelming. This is so beautiful. Yeah. So basically I wandered into the Atelier store just to like kill time thinking, oh, they just have like a bunch of like soft citruses. And then I discovered this whole other world and I was like, why does no one talk about these Atelier fragrances? Because they're magnificent. I haven't smelled a jasmine like this. It's so green, like you there's said. Like a, but... There's a leathery note, mm-hmm. there's an incense note, but it's also so green. Mm, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to have to go. I always pass it by on the way to Lucky Scent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's across the street. Yes. And I'm, I'm always so fatigued after Lucky Scent that I'm like, next time. Yeah. Um, no, but you I'm should gonna definitely... 100% go. It's, it was like the best. I never... I basically don't buy full bottles anymore. Like I just like strictly get samples and I bought two full bottles when I went in there. I got those like two months ago. That's awesome. But it's good though. And you still love them. So I love them. Let's talk about Base Note (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So you have this amazing project that you started, clearly a passion project, but I would love for you to tell everyone what it is and what the inspiration behind starting it was. Yeah. I started it as sort of an extension of another photographic project I was working on. Oh, I should specify, Liz is an amazing, incredible photographer. That's some background. I do a ton of editorial and commercial work, but in my personal projects, a lot of the themes I deal with are definitely nostalgia and like signifiers of 
my my youth growing up mm-hmm. and um I I knew that I wanted to tie in those themes with the obvious like uh memories that scent can evoke mm-hmm. and I was starting a project on how certain beauty products are marketed to women and I wanted to be really satirical and kind of like cruel with my photographs and it got me thinking about like uh the kind of fragrances I wore growing up to kind of cover up the stench of blooming youth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, some of those initial fragrances were, you know, more of the body spray variety. And right. um, so I initially started this project with a photo about Love Spell. And there was no writing component. It was just sort of a little shrine to that fragrance and signifiers of the girl that I thought would wear it at the time. Mm-hmm. So in that photo, it's love spell and behind the bottle is uh, a bunch of Abercrombie and Fitch bags from like the early aughts with like the steamy black and white torso <laughs> on them and like a copy of like South Beach Diet and just little little oh things God. that would yes. build a personality for the fragrance. Mm-hmm. And I really loved it. And when I smelled it, I was like just totally like that apple peachy smell transported me truly. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, okay, this is really powerful and I feel like I have a lot more to say because there's so many fragrances from my youth that I think could inspire again like different kinds of photo setups Mm -hmm. the writing component came in because I've written in the past about like strictly like photography and like you know I've worked at a lot of publications and done that kind of writing but Mm -hmm. my voice has always really been through my photos and I really wanted to kind of push this project forward in a different way and give really satirical information about the fragrance. So that's where like the captions kind of started. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kicked it off with one and and then it just kind of grew. I was like, okay, I have actually 10 that I want to do. What were the first 10? The first 10, if I can remember, were Skin So Soft by Avon because that was a super, you know, every, I feel like not probably as much I anymore. I don't even need to open the bottle. Oh Yeah. Not as much anymore, but I feel like there was a certain time where everybody had a friend who was selling Avon in their family. And right. It was the original like marketing, pyramid marketing. Oh, yeah, scheme. baby. Um, and their bottles are so beautiful. But yeah, I just remembered that and I wanted to kind of do a tribute to my grandmother. And then it was like I wanted to talk about Santal 33 and like the the zeitgeist it created. Uh uh, sweet pea from Bath and Body oh, Works. Sweet pea. Um, it's not here today, but if you you know the smell, um, of course I know the smell. And yeah. I also see so many. I see so, so if you guys remember, like the old Bath and Body Works, like I see Country Apple, mm-hmm. Sun Ripened Raspberry. I hope these are triggering memories for you guys. I see Pear Glacé over there. Mm-hmm. Can I please smell Pear Glacé? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Of I course. have not smelled that. Discontinued, unfortunately. Oh my god. This yeah. makes me think of. Um, oh my god. Okay. I had like a babysitter when I was in, like third grade who always like took me with her to Victoria's Secret and so she'd be like trying on bras and I would just be like rub (laughs) yeah literally I was like a little third grader like just like spraying myself in Mm -hmm. every Victoria's Secret body spray and pear glass I was that was my first my first womanhood well I mean I I love that though and I I do I mean everybody I feel like a lot of people have their intro to fragrance from like a maternal figure or like maybe a female figure they idolized and uh a lot of this project was talking about that and catharsis. So I started out with like that mixed bag and then it kind of, um, 
I knew I wanted to refocus uh, and maybe do exclusively like uh, like fragrances that would be nostalgic to maybe you know people my like my age now millennials. Can uh, I ask, can I ask how old you are? I am. On the record. <laughs> you can be off the no, record, too. 30, um, 31. Okay, and, so uh, I'm, I'm 30, so we're, like, the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have never thought that um, while I was doing this project that <laughs> the Y2K aesthetic and, like, just lifestyle would come back so hard. And so I feel like it's kind of introduced a new audience to these kind of fragrances, too. 100%. But, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of how it started. And I just ended up having so much fun doing the research and... Uh, just, you know, doing the propping around the fragrances that I just kind of kept it going. Like I started it in February of 2020 and then the pandemic happened and my obsession grew. And and I think that people's connections to fragrance shifted so much during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And this was a really comforting project for people to kind of like read about and like kind right, of submit it's their own nostalgic yeah it's like easy it's fun yeah and it was just so fun to to create a community through it because the perfume like the fragrance community is kind of like no other it's it's, it's true it's so fun to engage with people and get messages about bottles or fragrances that were important to them growing up mm-hmm. and uh you know talk about featuring them um I had a woman named Grace send me her bottle of tribe to photograph from like the early nineties, uh, with some of her personal collection and like, you know, trapper keepers from the time, just as a dedication to that fragrance for her. So there's been a lot of fun interaction. That's really, um, and that's kind of why I I did it on Instagram too, because I wanted that community and sort of that open, uh, forum for people to sort of be like, Oh my God, I remember that. Can you do like Capitine next. <laughs> so something. are a lot of these ones that you've gotten requests for, or are these like, are, were there any that you experienced for the first time in doing this project or mm. did you know all of them? Um, no, I, a lot of the ones I brought here today, I knew, but there were definitely like, uh, there's so many that I've done that I had never smelled before, including like some of the more iconic ones, like Gap Ohm, which I mm-hmm. just wrote about, uh, today. I saw that. Yeah. It's, this one smells really good, actually. Um, smell it. Spritz it, baby. It's very, it's in, more incense than you would think. Oh, um, I like don't even really remember Ohm. As I'm smelling this, like I remember Dream and mm-hmm. Grass. It's, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's an like underrated woody, classic. <laughs> interesting. It really is. Very, uh, very calming. Yeah. Or, or people, again, like have different Avon bottles. Um, I do have an edible. <laughs> Well, okay, so um, the, the Jessica Simpson one, oh, right? Yes, yes, Which yes. one is it on the table? This is a deeply oh, personal oh, okay. one to me. Please tell me the story. Um, well, I so the caption I wrote for this one is and like for everyone listening, it is the dessert treats Jessica Simpson edible line. This mm-hmm. was this came out, I feel like 2004, 2003. Yes. It was like around that time. Oh, yes, I yeah. was like peak. Uh, like freshman, sophomore. Yeah. Um, Like all my friends were losing their virginity. I was like not, uh, like I feel like when we were growing up, it was very American pie. Like there was such a uh, focus on having sex. Having sex. And uh, I, so a lot of my fragrance choices were like, I need to smell edible. I need to like be sexy. I need to, but um, I remember for like my 15th birthday party, the line had just come out and like all of my girlfriends at the time got me not as a joke, but as like a little 
troll like as like you're our virgin friend yes they got me like different <laughs> edible products from the well they're all edible different um skews from the line like the moisturizer the foaming uh mousse and like one of them got me this fragrance and is that the original bottle or have you since ordered it online i since ordered another one online okay um because i <laughs> okay so the story is sad because i remember we had the party and my friends left and I really remember and I wrote this in the caption like being alone in my room and like eating like <laughs> too much of it and getting sick and then just feeling so not oh sexy because I was 15 right. <laughs> and just like uh looking at myself in the mirror being like like licking yourself yeah. oh yes, my god like, is this supposed to be sexy like it's not oh my god um and I have not revisited it since then so this was very uh memory inducing um, yeah. Didn't and it, the original the cap came with sprinkles? Oh yeah, they definitely like because my friend had it at sleepaway camp, oh, and like yeah. we would just eat it in the bunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was never for. It kind of tasted like suntan lotion. A lot of them, but right, you know, good, good for her. I just remember yeah. it was like so expertly marketed because we were all watching like newlyweds, and I mm-hmm. remember like the creepy like photo shoot or like promotional tour she did. Yeah. Uh, because like a whole part of her story was like I was a virgin before, like becoming married to Nicholas. Like right, ugh, a lot of creepiness. Um, a lot of creepiness I, behind dessert treats. Yeah, edible perfume. A lot of creepiness in perfume marketing of the past. Um, that you know, I love to talk about when I can. Yes. <laughs> so today's perfume one hundred and one is on Solifloors. What are they? Sola floors are essentially just a fancy term for a fragrance that consists of one main note. Have you ever smelled a lavender fragrance, a patchouli fragrance, a vanilla fragrance, a rose fragrance? Sometimes there are other notes, but it's really when one note is so dominant that you would classify it as that note fragrance. Some examples of that would be Chorus Apothecary Wild Rose, Robert Piguet Fracas, Frederick Mal Carnal Flower. You guys get the idea. Back to the episode. What else on this table has a strong scent memory for you? Outside of Love Spell from Bath and Body Works, Country Apple yes. Body Slash. Oh my God. Yes, yes. I want to smell, smell that. Smell it. You're has gonna... this one turned? Or no. no. This no? one. Okay, wait. Let me smell it. <laughs> Just got some on my face. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe that's edible too. No, it smells the exact same. I don't understand how these like 90s body sprays Come on. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You guys, I haven't even sprayed it. I'm sniffing the You cap. don't even need to. Oh, it's leaking. This is... <laughs> Your apartment's going to smell. I mean, honestly, I don't even mind. It's such a specific smell. If you guys mm. ever had Country Apple by Bath & Body Works, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but now I'm picking up Sunripened Raspberry. Mm-hmm, What's mm-hmm. your memory with um, Country <sighs> Apple? It's so shampoo-y. It reminds me of... Oh, um, my God. I know. It's, everyone had this in their, in their backpack. Yeah, because, well, you know, we would have to do mandatory P.E., so <laughs> it definitely reminded me. And then we'd have to like, there weren't showers. We'd have to go to class afterwards. Right. Like, so this was my shower. Right. You kept after. a body splash after, yeah. after gym class. I don't know if you ever went to a school with like a scholastic book fair. Oh, of course. But I, I just remember like spraying it on just to like, see if I could attract the attention of like my crush at the fair. And did um, it work? You, you know, no, but no? Okay. I did, right. you know, I procured... Um, something that would hold me over. Um, and I bought it for the project again. Uh, it is, was like a love and Leo, like Leonardo DiCaprio. I had that like, book. 
Yeah. Okay. Like I had I, that, and then I had one called like Boys We Love, mm-hmm. and every page was like Josh Hartnett, Leonardo DiCaprio. It was like a different. Yeah. You know, AJ from the Backstreet Boys. It was like all the hotties of that time. Yes. Um, I bought Usher. that. Yeah, so many. I mean, so and, I many. Buy, and I buy a lot of that stuff for the project to be featured in the photos, and and that's obviously a, such a fun trip down memory lane. But yeah. you know, a lot of this intersects with like the fangirl culture of the time, which I definitely participated in. And it was there because we had teen magazines and I feel like, you know, those are kind of petering out a little bit, but I do feel like there's just such a strong intersection between like these and just, you know, tearing out posters and putting them on your wall. It's so interesting what you're talking about because I feel like Gen Z does have this obsession with like mm-hmm. the 90s and the early aughts. And if you look at the trends, like it's like everybody dresses like what Delia catalogs yeah. like had in Love them. It. Love Delia's. <laughs> um, but it's like if all these 17 year olds really want to smell like 90s, like they should be wearing this is truly the 90s. I know. I mean, hey, they probably smell way better than us, you know? Yeah. They I, well, now they're getting Baccarat Rouge because they're on TikTok, so... Oh, my gosh. Or, yeah. like, Ariana Cloud. Like, I know. dupe. Um, I know. As you said, when, like, I was growing up, there was obviously so much shame and, like, pressure around, like, sexuality. Right. And um, I think, you know, even though I have, like, happy memories associated <laughs> with most of these... Yeah. Yes, it is, like, triggering, like, embarrassment and all the changes and firsts that you're going through that not, not to say they don't happen now, but yes, I, I just feel like there's not as much shame surrounding it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Last one, because I forgot because it wasn't a body spray, but this is actually like my first not body spray. Okay. (laughs) Like my, like I distinctly remember like being like, I want to go to the mall, to the Macy's counter. And I was working at a, pizza shop at the time so I had saved up some money and I wanted to like purchase my first signature scent and this whole line it's the Ralph line for everyone listening Ralph by Ralph Lauren um yeah very colorful I smelled all of them and this one was the one that stuck out to me the most and I should have looked up the notes before coming here because there's it's um it's musky but very free it's not something I'd wear now but my gosh it's uh it it's this it's the scent that like covered up like I would smoke Virginia Slims in mm-hmm. the parking lot of the pizzeria restaurant that the waitresses would give me and then I'd get in my car and I'd drive home and this is like the scent I would cover up my entire body with. Oh my god. <laughs> so it smells like that. It's cool by Ralph Lauren. Okay, Ralph Cool is an ozonic aquatic mm-hmm. fruity with notes of watermelon, cucumber, That's so right. of the time, right? Yes. Kiwi. You don't see this many fruits in a row. It's watermelon, cucumber, kiwi, nectarine, then lime, jasmine, honeysuckle, lily of the valley, vetiver, woodsy notes, musk. Yes. May I smell? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. It's now that I, it's so ozonic. It's mm-hmm. so watery. Wow. It's good. It, yeah. I, I do. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't really wear a lot of like ozonic fragrances. Right. Now, um, right. I appreciate them, and I like maybe it would be like a gym bag thing, <laughs> like a gym bag throwback. But mm-hmm. uh, they were, of course, like so big coming off of the 90s, and then I feel like this was like right before like the crazy takeover of like celebrity fragrances. So that's a that's a very important one to me as well. 
So looking at all of these <laughs> just fragrances, a just a few, <laughs> is there one that you think has withstood the test of time that you're like, this could totally be released today and it would be just as popular? I mentioned I recently wrote about uh, Gap Ohm and mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a very unisex, woody, incense fragrance that is sort of surprising to me from right. the Gap line because as Emma mentioned, like I think a lot of people remember dream and grass. Um, they always did really great, like earthy scents, but this one, I'm probably, it's probably a stretch, but it reminds me of like something maybe like Aesop or whatever mm-hmm. would, uh, put out. Um, I want to smell it again and think spray about it on that. The, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I just think it's, um, no, I totally hear what you're saying. Uh, but I think people want to smell earthy and like spa like in that way. It does smell like it's turned a, a little bit. Oh yes. I mean that, but bottle, you can smell what it was. Yes. Um, so I, I would say like if they yeah. reformulate, I mean, they would ha- probably have to reformulate, but if they brought it back, I think it would do pretty well. I think if you're people right. shopped at gap anymore, I don't know if they do. <laughs> I think gaps also coming back. Like I feel like they're leaning into their like retro, like, you know, big gap sweaters. Yeah. And- I also see Malibu musk on the table. Yes. And um, that is a scent memory for me. You tell, okay, so this one, I, I've never smelled growing up. Mm-hmm. So I, and I know this is like the gentle deodorant body spray version. Yes. So that's exactly, y- you tell okay. me. Well, so I feel like I should say, oh my God. Does it smell like you remember? Exactly like okay. I remember. It smells like hairspray. Like yeah. the way that Malibu musk smells is like a musky aerosol. Um, holy shit. This is, I feel like all my memories are about babysitters, but you have to understand I was raised by a single mother who had a full-time job. So I was literally raised by a bunch of different babysitters yeah. growing up. And all of them brought some different fragrance take to the mm-hmm. table. So there was one who always took me to Victoria's Secret with her and would like try on lingerie while I was covering myself in Père Glacé. And then I had another one, Sheila, and she wore Malibu musk and she would spray it all over the car, all over the house. And I just remember like she just always smelled like this. And I just thought it was like the best smell ever because I thought she was the coolest ever. Yeah. So I just would like try and like, you know, she would put it like in our bathroom, like under the counter or whatever and I would just like spray myself with this I think this might be my earliest perfume scent memory because like she was literally like our babysitter when I was in like preschool like I I think about this from like that time period oh my god yeah so many people have requested that and I it it has been so difficult to find a bottle of it I I don't Um, even want to spray it. oh no please I can I smell it on the strip I actually like haven't really I have not sprayed it yet. It literally smells like hairspray. Yeah. I mean, the smell is aerosol. It's like sweet aerosol. Mm, it smells better on the strip Yeah. than it did in the cap. It's nice. There's um, something about it that's just, I think it's just if it's nostalgic. Wow, that is familiar. Right? I'm sure that I knew somebody that wore that. It smells like... Oh my God. Have you tried... I had a babysitter too. I'm like, who probably wore is that? Is this what your head smelled like? Maybe. Mm. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> Jinx. That was like my white whale. I can't believe I found a bottle. Well, you know, it's funny because I was like looking for it out of curiosity the other day and (laughs) I just, where did you find it? Like, that's one thing I want to ask you. So if you're finding things off eBay, like how do you trust the seller? How do you know it hasn't turned? What do you look for when you're doing that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard because sometimes you, like you're kind of rolling the dice, especially like on stuff that's from 
the early to mid nineties. Like I I'm expecting things to smell slightly off, but a lot of them I have smelled before and I'm going like the more you use eBay for buying decants and fragrances and mm-hmm. vintage, the more, you know, the trust it's, it's like joining a frag com on Facebook to buy right. like testers and like exchange bottles. So honestly, like just through trial and error and finding the right dealers, I've dealers. I, it's yeah. literally like a drug. Oh my God. I know it's, it's sometimes, um, especially with Malibu musk, like I just have not seen it. So I was taking a risk with that one. Cause it, I don't think the person knew what they were saying. Right. Like, I'm making it sound like mm-hmm. it's the first Shalimar bottle. But Literally. But the, it kind of is because among yes. people who collect perfume, you can't find a bottle of it anywhere. No. Um, and I, I, yeah, sometimes there will be those instances where somebody just doesn't know the value because at the time, like these are drugstore fragrances. Right. So it would have been like $9.99 probably in... 1994 right and or probably cheaper honestly. yes um also isn't this packaging so, so 90s I, yeah, it's so it. the color teal this was the teal and the purple of 1996 I you know, know. or 97 it. whatever i haven't released that review yet um and for the photo the little personality pairings uh i bought like a blockbuster membership card oh, uh i love it what else did i put in the frame this alcohol from the 90s, like a malt liquor predating um, Smirnoff Ice. Zima, I think it was called. Like oh I got gosh. like a bottle of Zima. Oh, and hard candy nail polish. Hard um, candy. This gives me like Saved by the Bell vibes, you know? 100%. Like it's very, yeah. yeah. Hard candy nail polish. It's another scent memory. Yeah. I mean, not scent. Memory, whatever. Cosmetics, you Cosme- know, same Cosmetic boat. memory. But yeah, I, I would say like uh, just through, again trial and error knowing um the dealers and also just asking questions like people will be honest when i'm like buying something a little more rare i guess and mm-hmm. i'll just say like what is you know can you tell me when you bought it or like roughly how old it is and yeah. like just let me know like wh- where do you think it's at because not oftentimes people won't put that in the description right they'll just like label it as partial bottle from xyz so that's where i get like a lot of my like older bath and body works like parfums de quoi but for the ones still in distribution or like still circulating i get a lot of stuff from uh, fragrance discounters um Mm -hmm. and i could just go by what's trusted in the community like fragrance net and places like that because once a perfume's been in circulation for a certain amount of time it is never have to pay full price yeah never and it's easy to buy and look for tester bottles uh, if if you don't want the full presentation of the box. So like the more expensive ones in this batch would have been like probably like Bijan Bijan and Cabotine. But I want to smell that. Yeah. Bijan Bijan, if you guys are listening, if you guys ever saw maybe like you had a grandmother who wore this, at least I did. So maybe I'm just projecting, but it has like a donut shaped bottle. Mm -hmm. I can't even really remember what it smelled like. And there are different versions. I can't. I think this is like, oops, I just sprayed it on my wrist. Hope I like it. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay. Well, we're we're in we're on the ride. I can't remember. I have not. I haven't smelled that since I wrote that review. Well, now I'll smell like it all night. So, uh, hmm. yeah, this smells like a lot of like. It smells like a baby oil. Kind yeah. Of. Like it kind of smells like a really intense, really concentrated baby oil. Like if somebody accidentally mm-hmm. messed up the concentration and poured all the scent into the bottle. 
these are things that I know I should wear on skin to see how they develop, but it's like, it is so many notes. It's like so many florals. Um, this is literally my fingers smell like I dip them into like a pool of oil. Yeah. It's, it's powerful. It's definitely different than what we're used to today. (laughs) I mean, okay. So there's one that I want to bring up because I have been canvassing to bring it back. I bet you know what I'm going to say. I don't know. So it's on the table. I brought it out. Hint, hint. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so I'm pulling up the review. So if you guys follow me on TikTok, I have, yeah, take it. Oh my God. Um, If you guys follow me on TikTok, I I really, people ask me for affordable fragrance recommendations. And like we were just talking about, I say like the first place I would say, look, is FragranceNet. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, you can get a Target line fragrance, but if you really want to spend Target prices, why not get a perfume that originally retailed for a hundred something mm. that's now discounted, mm-hmm. right? So you can get that bottle is like three ounces or something. I mean, whatever. It's, it's like a, a full, big hunk, honker. It's a big honker. <laughs> and I spent $24 on it. Yeah. And it still sells. Oh, I just realized we never talked about it. Yeah. Hanemori. Um, <laughs> it still retails at Bloomingdale's. If you walk in today, it's on the counter for sale for like $150. <laughs> And you can get it for 24 And so I want to read some of your review because this was the thing mm. that made me like a, like this was the first one I read when I found mm. Base Note Bitch, which you guys all absolutely, if you haven't already followed in the course of this episode, what are you doing? Go follow it right now. So I'm going to read this. I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Not at all. This smells like that explosion of aroma while passing the Yankee Candle store at your local mall. You've been temporarily assaulted by the utter stank of both angel wings, blueberry scones, votives. You can't put your finger on any particular note, but you know this is the sweet smell of cozy capitalism. You've always wanted to smell like this and every known berry. Hane Mori Pink Butterfly is finally your solution. This is one of those classic 90s girly bombs that scream, I'm uncomplicated, yummy, and on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And then I'm scrolling through and you wrote, in real life, okay, I love this. In real life, you will smell like a fruit salad boiled down into a simple syrup poured into the inside of your Barbie doll's severed plastic head. (laughs) Yes. One th- oh, there's also a reference of like you're a horse girl, which yes, love it. You know, I love horse girls. Yeah, um, and I love that. May fragrance. we know them? May we be them? May we raise them? Yeah, yeah. Um, always looked along like very, you know, in admiration. Um, Were you a horse girl? Oh no, I I was not. I don't get horse girl energy from you. What's yeah. did you play any sports or anything? Um, I was on swim team. So I, I okay. always had a bunch of I always had a bunch of fragrances in my bag to yeah. block that chlorine smell. Have you done any limited two fragrances? Do you remember there were all of those <sighs> splashes at limited twos? If I could find some, I would. They're nowhere. Right? I know. Well, oh gosh. Okay, here's another like <laughs> I wanted to do them because I have so many memories of going to limited two and I feel like limited two in some ways was like the original Brandy Melville because I feel like it was limited sizing. Right. And I did not limited fit. I mean, same. Like, I didn't wear Abercrombie. I, I didn't wear Hollister. I didn't wear yeah. limited. I literally only got the satin like <laughs> duck pajamas from limited yes. two. And that's like the only thing I ever fit into. I was an accessories girl from, cause I always longing, like I wanted to, but I just, I couldn't fit into anything, but yeah, yeah I've tried finding them, but I can't, I definitely have like, um, a master list of submissions and like future fragrances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's crazy. I really did think this would be like a certain amount of time, but it's as long as people have suggestions, I really love reviewing them and I love making them. It's a passion. So please like submit. 
So, okay, do you think going, taking a few steps back, because again, I just <laughs> literally am like so overwhelmed and stimulated and excited at this table that I keep forgetting my train of thought. Do you think Hane Mori mm-hmm. could be a solid gourmand of today? Yes, 100%. Especially if you like Ariana Grande's fragrances. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, That's why I, when young girls, especially, I mean, I feel like this could go for anyone of any age. I, but I do when, too. But when, especially like young people who don't have that much money and they want to smell sweet, I'm like, this is the best sweet smell I know. Sweet, but not like, I don't feel like it's cloying. Exactly. And I feel it's like. It's a very fine line. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's like complex enough and I feel like Ariana Grande is doing something special with her fragrances in that way too like yeah. they are sweet but they have interesting notes like right. and I think that's why people really gravitate towards them and right. see them as dupes for other way more expensive fragrances it's kind of insane um, that she's become the dupe of of Baccarat right I know. like it's absolutely nutty I went through the Baccarat thing I did buy a bottle and then okay. I sold a bottle. You sold the bottle. I did because I was like, am I this girl? I want to be this girl. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I am not this girl. <laughs> I don't think. And then I smelled it yeah. everywhere like a year, like two years later. And it's I, everywhere. Yes, it is. Uh, I was like on the, doing a staycation on the Upper East Side last week. Wowzers. A lot of uh, Baccarat. Yeah. But I support everybody's fragrant journey and what they choose to yeah, wear. Yeah. I'm not really offended by much. Maybe like one on this table. Please tell. But that's like the obvious one. Oh, I'm so glad you picked um, that up. She has just picked up a Tatlib Secretions Magnifique. But it's meant to offend, so I don't right. feel that bad about it. Okay, um, I need to smell that one. For everyone listening, I'm looking up the notes. Aren't the notes like literally like secretion? Like it's like whale secretions or... Yeah. Seaweed, cement. It's like something disgusting. It has a distinct metallic note that um, I like. I can't stand. Okay, actually, I totally just lied. I cannot Ugh. stand metal <laughs> in fragrance. Like, yeah, metallic. I, by to, I, it, like, and the, I also it's think like that's, bloody. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, can't stand it. Um, this smells like blood and cum. Blood and cum. Okay. The notes in here on Fragrantica are seaweed, milk, like I'm already gagging. Seaweed, milk, coconut, iris, opoponax. I don't know what that, I'm sure it's some sort of like resin. I don't know what that is. And sandalwood. I have a lot of people who have really, like people who just um, haven't smelled a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. That's disgusting. I literally just gagged. But, okay. Oh, uh, oh my God. I, I hate that. Emma, but oh. I've had friends smell that who don't smell a lot of fragrance and they've been like, it smells like flowers. I kind of like it. It oh. smells like, and I'm like, what the That was like, fuck? that was a 100% genuine reaction. I have never, I don't think I, I've ever smelled something <laughs> that's truly made me like Ugh. almost be able to like dry heave on the spot. Wait, yeah. It's that after, it's when you first smell it, it's fine. But then as it makes its way through your nasal passages... It's a reference for me. I <laughs> Oh my god, I hate I literally keep re-smelling it and gagging. I hate it. The way that I described it, I did do a review of it. And you know, again, it's meant to it obviously was a great PR stunt for them. Um yeah. but it to me smells like if a zombie uh finished. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> like what? yeah. I mean I've been there hooked up with a few zombies yes. and I can tell you this Halloween season I'm so sorry yeah. it smells like 
dried blood, mm-hmm. specifically like dried blood. Like I have a memory of like getting a bloody nose in my sleep mm-hmm. and like waking up and like what that smell is. Like it's gag inducing. It's really putrid. Oh, um, but you have some of the other ones that you wear daily, and <laughs> yes, to, I to let's do a little palate cleanser because I just smelled shit cum, and I would love to smell something that doesn't smell like that. Uh, okay, well, I know it's it really does take you on a journey. I this smells like shit cum, <laughs> but there is a fragrance here that to me does have a little bit of like that pee pee, like but kind of like. I like that pee-pee because it's like we mixed like with pee- stuff. Yeah. Like, um, it's it's a classic. It's a very, uh, you know, hyped from Frederick Mall staple. Right. It's called Musk Revajour. And I, uh, you know, on this fragrance journey, my partner has smelled so much. But this is the one that he, I was getting samples of the line because I just wanted to Smell explore yeah. and this is the one that he loved and now it's his signature and I loved it too and I think the way he describes it is it smells like a piss cookie a piss cookie I, uh, but not like but it has like all the it smells so sweet and sexy but there's something like slightly fecal and yeah. musky about it it's like why we like or are attracted to Terry Mugler's Angel like it's that right. it's I feel like it's a grown up version of something like that so I love that. I don't, I mean, I will definitely steal sprays, but it's something I really enjoy smelling. Do you okay, get the so pee-pee? It smells super, you definitely get that musk note. This smells like something I really know. Mm-hmm. This smells like a fragrance that, it almost smells like if Le Mal by Jean-Paul Gaultier went like mm. super musky. Mm-hmm. Am I off on that? No, Le Mal, oh my gosh. It's and like a little a- bit, it smells like Le Mal, Jupe and oh. Javon White Musk had a baby. Oh my God, Jupe Homme. Jupe Homme, I was so surprised by how sweet it was when I first smelled it. There's something in Jupe oh. I will say I really dislike it, but there's yeah. something in Jupe Homme that reminds me of Shalimar. Mm-hmm. And I get a, a Jupe Homme vibe from this. It's a very ambery, musky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting too because this is a fragrance that I actually hadn't smelled before but I've heard so many things mm-hmm. and one of the things that really is associated with this is that it's so sexy mm-hmm. and I think we're like you were you were talking about like that there's something fecal and I think it's really interesting of just like human nature is like the things that are considered sex fragrances, the things that are considered aphrodisiacs have these indolic fecal notes because when it comes down to it, we are all mammals and we like to smell like piss and shit. Yeah, and but not this much. Not, not secretion. Not secretion <laughs> magnifique. Well, actually, I'm going to grab something because <laughs> I would say Musk Revagier is a fragrance that's known to be like a seduction, aphrodisiac yes. type fragrance. And I recently ordered an, a literal pheromone off the internet that I would love for you to smell. Please, please. I ordered Pure Instinct pheromones. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh my God. Okay. On first sniff, it's like a lip gloss, right? Yes. It smells like Bonnie Bell, like all the chapsticks combined and melted into one. It smells like the lip gloss you win at an arcade. Interesting. Right. And apparently there's like all these like properties like copulin and andronostinone. Andrastinone. Andrastinone. It smells good. But it's such a different direction from these animalic sexy musks. Mm -hmm. It is totally lip gloss, right? I know. I mean, hey, yeah, this is so crazy. Um, yeah. I would never, I would never. You would never. I'm so used to <laughs> stinkers. Right. Um, 
but that's one. (laughs) Um, And then I brought you, I I think you mentioned that you like Oris. I love Oris. Um, I picked this up over the summer and it's something I wore more during the summer, but I feel like it's a very year round fragrance. It's from this fragrance house, Papillon, Mm -hmm. uh, Papillon, and it's a woman owned, I think she does all the fragrances. And the rest of her line is like, crazy like very animalic very dank like fragrances and this is called angelique from that line and it's to me i don't know if i like projected this onto it but it's supposed to smell like an angel like an like a like Mm. a cherub's head (laughs) so there's lots of osmanthus oris um and like just really light notes like that so this is like my innocent bedtime fragrance oh i would love to smell it's like i wear it before bed i have to say that the we have this beautiful, like, Venn diagram overlap. Like, I feel like all of the present-day ones that I wear, you haven't smelled, and all of the present-day ones you wear, I haven't smelled, which is, so, as two fragrance fanatics, it's like, how did this happen? How did we get so... I'm like, I'm finally smelling all these ones on my list. That's really nice. It's so innocent. It's so different from, like, a lot of my, my other fragrances. Oh, but that is so it sweet. It's so cute. I love it. Wow, that's a gorgeous, like, Oris-Iris combo. Yeah. And I'm getting something else. I'm getting, like, Palo Santo. But oh, I'm sure gosh. that that's not a note, but there's something... There is a woody note in the basin. Doesn't there... Isn't there something that smells a little bit like Palo Santo burning? Mm, yes. Right? Yes. That's gorgeous. I love that. It was a love at first sniff for me, and I did not um, declutter it. <laughs> I love that. Oh. And then this one... I also like in my personal wear love fragrances that like tell a story or like evoke a memory or a feeling maybe not of embarrassment but this one I feel like when I smell it I feel like I'm in a beautiful like abbey and that like there's cobblestone and rain like it's just the bottles what is it called it's called relique d'amour by orisa l legrand they're an older fragrance house um i feel like the most popular from their line is called Chipre mousse and i've heard that name yeah it's very earthy um and really mossy um yeah. This one is in their incense and their lily of the valley fragrance. So but it's the, a, the bottle looks noble. Like there's mm-hmm. a tassel on the bottle and there it looks like very like Tudor Gothic style mm-hmm. font. Yeah. Okay. It's a light incense, but I love to wear it. Very like I'm getting like a cedar. Mm-hmm. It's so relaxing oh, wow. to me. There's something green in there too, like almost maybe like a lily of the valley. Yeah, yeah, lily of the valley. It's so special, and I, I just like it's very comforting to me. I don't, it doesn't project that much, but it's another one that it's just very special to me. Uh, this is very same idea. Yes, yes, that's why I'm like, oh, I love that. Wow. One. Okay, so Full bottle worthy. for everybody listening, as we're describing it, it's real. It's very different smelling, but a very similar genre to Atelier Jasmine Angelique mm-hmm. in that it somehow manages to be incredibly green but it's grounded in this sort of like woody incensey note and yeah I feel like if you smell them side by side in fact let's do it I wonder if in Jasmine Angelique I have to look it up but I'm smelling like a note of galbanum which is like the thing that smells like isn't that gorgeous so nice yeah it's very green I also feel like I just like figured out what scents you like and I just like I was like oh I gotta get Cafe Tuberosa Jasmine Angelique Cairo and Santa School these really do it's a similar genre of like this like somehow incredibly green but incredibly incense-y fragrance 
Okay, I have one more thing I want you to smell, and then we will go into the final segment. So, you asked me, what did I wear when I was younger? Oh my Jesus. Do you is know that womanity? It is womanity. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, do you know womanity? Is that a different version? It's the first one that came out. Oh, okay, because the juice, I recently purchased a bottle, and the juice was pink, and I wonder if it's a... It is turned. This 100% turned. Okay, well, I know what it smelled like before. I wonder yeah, what it smelled like. it was like. pink when I got it. Oh, yes. It's, I still it smell turned. it. Oh, I wow. saved it because it just reminded me of like a lot of college memories. Um, 100% turned. Wowzers. Yes. This one, to me, uh, I've smelled Alien and Angel and like a lot of the Mugler. And I do, I'm like more in the Alien camp. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I first smelled this, because I recently photographed it for Base Note, I was so surprised because... I know it's supposed to represent or like smell like a dabbing fragrance, which What's historically a dabbing, dabbing means like, you know, dabbing yourself, like your personal odor, you know, oh, like, like your a vabbing, yeah, where vab, you like vab. dab your vag and yes, then you dab, and then it, you on dab your skin. it on your wrists. Um, it's like supposed vajabbing, to be vajabbing, vajabbing. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be reminiscent of that. And then when I smelled it, I was like, that's why they put caviar in this as a ah. note. And like, and, and I know there, there's fig in it and the caviar is supposed to make it salty and have that animalic vibe. Right. It's such a strange one. It's such like, an interesting one. It really, it's complex in a way that I really appreciate. Yeah. This is turned, so it's so hard to talk about it. But there was something when I first smelled it that just really drew me in. And I don't usually go for fragrances mm-hmm. like this with like seaweed and caviar and mm-hmm. like sort of like these like ozonic sort of fragrances. Mm-hmm. But this one was just like intriguing to me. Yeah, because there's, I think strawberry is like the main note. It's, it's very, really, yeah. yeah. Oh, humanity. It's oh, humanity. kind of fine now that it's dried down a bit. But. Yeah, it's, it hasn't completely turned, which is I haven't gotten rid of it. But um, it's really the only bottle that I have here that's like been with me for over a decade of everything else's um, relatively new. Well, that is a very sophisticated um, coming-of-age fragrance. Yeah. So. <laughs> we have one final segment of the show. I have so many things that I must off- offline with you about. But the final segment of the show is called What's That Smell? It is Rapid Fire Scent Association. I'm going to say things and you tell me the what it conjures up for you. Mmm, what's that smell? Are you ready to play What's That Smell? I'm going to try my best. Okay, <laughs> Liz, what is the smell of New York City? Pee. <laughs> in the yeah. best way. In the, in the sexy way. way. In the sexy in way. In the way we all love in fragrance. Yes. Right, right, right. It, oh, I have another question for you. Not a what's that smell. Have you ever dabbed? Okay. Oh my God. I don't know if this is TMI. I haven't dabbed. No such thing on this pod. When I was in college, a friend of mine bought this fragrance. I cannot remember the name of it. Was it a pink bottle? It wasn't a pink. It was like almost an oil, but it was supposed to smell... I'm I'm blanking on the name, but it, it was supposed to smell like like, like your vagina, like, like your a vagina. Like yeah. it was a very vaginal smell. And when I smelled it, I was like, oh my god, like damn, that's kind of accurate. Like I yeah. smelled it, and then I like, you're like, <laughs> I smelled my my underwear, and I was like, okay, all right. And yeah. I was like, that's what I thought you were bringing out for the pheromone thing. I, oh yeah, because it it was. Similar. I have one that. So do you know Agent Provocateur? That's why I asked if that's what it was. Agent Provocateur to me smells like a mix of like pee, like old person and vagina. Dang, I have not smelled. I wish I had it here. I would bring it out for you. I I just didn't bring it with me. I want to smell those one day because I've, (laughs) the bottles are so extra and. Yeah. Oh, 
I think it's called Vulva Original. It's called Vulva Original? Yes. And I think a friend of... Uh, yes, this is it. This is it. I'm, I'm not recommending this. It's just something... Another fragrance from my past. Um, Vulva I think it's original. like the closest I have come to dabbing. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get that... What's that <laughs> smell of your vagina? No, I'm just kidding. What is the smell of teenage you? <gasps> Raspberries. <laughs> Um, sun-ripened raspberries? Yeah. Okay. All the berries. What is the smell of embarrassment? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Um, embarrassment would have to be peach for me. Mm. Is there a story behind that or just... Well, I associate embarrassment with, like, trying to smell older than I am. And right. I used to spray a lot of fruity fragrances to do that. Yeah. So peach for sure. That checks out. What is the smell of love? To me, I feel like a common theme is tobacco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. In like, in, in terms of like people who are close to me that enjoy that smell of like, uh, fresh to like raw, fresh tobacco mm -hmm. and just nice meeting people I love through cigarettes. I'm not a smoker anymore. <laughs> And when you uh, were, you covered it up with Ralph Lauren. You know, cool. Yeah. So I would have to say that. Who is the person in your life that smells the strongest to you? And what is that smell? It would have to be the inspiration behind all of this. Uh, my grandmother. She has worn Estee Lauder knowing for 40 years. Wow. So she, that, and it's, she doesn't even need to bring a bottle because if you, that's been your signature set. It's like on your clothes. and It's just like, it's her. It's, it's like her. in her DNA now. It's like yeah. her genes mutated. She will just have that Estee Lauder. Yeah. I thought mutation. it was her. And then I smelled it on the street once and I was like, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, crazy when someone has such a signature scent and you smell it on somebody else. It's like somebody's living in your house. Like it's so jarring. I, I know. But yeah, knowing. <laughs> knowing. Knowing by Estee Lauder. Okay. And the final question, what is the smell of Liz? <gasps> of Liz. Um, I'm just going to say warm. I feel like that's yeah. my general that's vibe. A, I think every <laughs> fragrance you had me smell has a warmth to it. You like things with a, with a coziness in them. Yeah, I love cozy. Yeah. You well, know? for everybody listening, we just had the time of our lives. This was two fragrance <laughs> fanatics smelling everything. If it was a little hard for you to follow, sorry. We loved it. But you guys have to go follow Base Note Bitch. Her reviews are so spot on. They capture the essence of exactly who and what and where around these really specific scent memory triggering fragrances. Where can everybody find you, Liz? You can find me on at Base Note Bitch uh, on Instagram. And I also have a website, basenotebitch.com. Uh, and that's where you can hear uh, audio versions of the reviews and see the photos a little bigger if you want. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you, Em. It's so wonderful to meet somebody who makes me feel a little less oh, <laughs> bonkers. I can about. make I promise I can make you feel less bonkers. Yes. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs>